Hope when I'm feeling small and unworthy. Hope when I'm feeling small and unworthy. Why is it that some of us who have known the Lord since we were kids have outgrown our love for him? It's like uh, we've taken giant steps backwards. Oh, we used to talk to God about everything. We prayed and prayed, and then we grew up. Children can be so simplified, so real, and then we, we grow up. If, if you could write a letter to God as, a, as an adult, what would you say? You know, as adults, we don't let go of anything. We, it's not like children who are innocent. We as adults, we're so guarded. We're so sophisticated. Uh, we are afraid we will be seen as less than or worthless. Uh, you know, we have shame and guilt. We have pause and regret. We've lost so much on the road to adulthood. What happened to us? There's so much we can learn from children. I guess that's why the Bible says we have to become like a little child. You know, we got to go back to simple faith, simple hope, and tr simple trust. How many times has God taken our brokenness and made something beautiful of our lives? We know this, and yet we still won't come clean with God and give our all to him and lay it all on the altar. Our, our greatest failures and our deepest sorrows have given God an opportunity to bless us with his grace and with his mercy. The Bible is filled with reminders of how much God loves and cares for us. He talks about his plans for us and what our relationship should be. In fact, if you look at Psalms 103, 1 through 5, and 11 and 14, it says, Praise the Lord, my soul, all my innermost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. As the Father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. We were made from the dust. What a list. What a, what a relief that God knows us so well. And of course he does. He made us. God, our Father understands our limitations. He realizes our, 
our struggles and all of what we have gone through, are going through, and will go through. God knows how much pressure we can take. And he will not put on us more than we can bear. And first, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will provide a way so that you can endure. He will not give you more than you can bear. He knows just how much grace, how much mercy we will always need or require. God knows just how we are put together. I was reading a story once about a man who was driving through a rural town and he his car stopped on him and he considered himself to be a somewhat of a mechanic and he went out there and couldn't he for whatever reason he just couldn't get the car going again he was like frustrated like I, I thought I was a mechanic and try as he would he just couldn't get it going and this was back in the day when you just couldn't call you know AAA and while he was standing there trying to get the car fixed an old man pulled up and he said hi uh, how you doing? Uh, can I help you? And the man said, well, I, I don't know if you can or not. Probably not. My car stopped on me and I can't seem to get it going. And, you know, I, I, I'm a mechanic, so I don't know what you can do. And the old man said, well, let me, let me take a look at it. The old man went down under the hood and started tinkering. And in just a few minutes, he said, why don't you give it a try? Man went out there and turned the, turned the key and vroom, started right up. He looked at the old man and says, how in the world you as an old man can come over here and in a few minutes, tinker with my car and get it going. And I've been out here for hours trying to get this thing going. And the man said, well, what kind of car is it? He said, well, it's a Ford. He said, well, my name is Henry Ford. I actually built this car. You get my point? God knows us. He built us. He made us. So he knows exactly what we go through, what we're going through, and he knows how to help us. That's who God is. And we have to remember that. God's expectations uh, for us are not nearly as unrealistic as ours. You see, when we do not live up to our standards, we get frustrated and we start judging ourselves and we start feeling like we need to do this and we need to do that. But God is not that way because he knows that he knows our frame. And, and he knows, as the scripture said, he's mindful of us that we are dust. God has an agenda for us. and God has a set of plans for us. And, and, and what he said to Israel in Jeremiah 29 and 11, it also applies to us. He said, for I know the plans I have for you. I, I, I plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And then you will call on me 
and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. This also applies to us. Don't you dare lose hope and sell yourself short just because you're feeling mighty low. Those things are going to happen, especially now with all this coronavirus out and, and all these other things we're going through. And, and, and again, as I've said before, just because the virus is out there, it doesn't mean all the other maladies of the world have stopped. We still have all kinds of issues. And now we've got major layoffs. A whole lot of people are, are not working. Folks have been terminated. Divorce is still out there. Cancer is still out there. There's all kinds of things happening. And it's making us as human beings just feel downright out of it. I mean, even having to stay in the house for all this time and not knowing when the end is coming, when the break is coming, and we can get back, we can get back to our so-called regular lives. This is tough. Every day, we have to understand, is a new day. And even though it may seem like an old day and a depressed day and another day in the house, it's a day where God is smiling down on us. And he's saying to us, I need you to hope again. I need you to keep hope alive. See, after the fall of Jerusalem, the prophet Jeremiah had to remind himself of God's hope and, 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 and that God had plans. And in fact, if you look in, in Jeremiah uh, 3, uh, 21 through 26, and this is the Living Bible, which says, I hear a voice high upon the windswept mountains, crying, crying. It is the sons of Israel who have turned their backs on God and wandered far away. Oh, my rebellious children, come back to me again, and I will heal you from your sins. And they reply, yes, we will come, for you are the Lord our God. We are weary of worshiping idols on the hills and, have, and we're just tired of all these orgies up in the mountains. It's all been a farce. We thought it was going to be something, but come to find out, it wasn't nothing. Only in the Lord our God can Israel ever find her help and her salvation. From our childhood, we have seen everything our fathers had. Flocks and herds and sons and daughters squandered on priests and idols. We, 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 we've done some bad things. We've seen some bad things. We lie in shame and in dishonor. For we and our fathers have sinned from childhood against the Lord our God. We have not obeyed him. Oh, the sound of voices comes drifting out of the hills and the unhappy sound of Israel's crying, Israel lamenting the wasted years, never once giving God a thought. Come back, wandering children. Won't you come back? I, I, I can heal your wanderlust. Uh, we're, and, and we're here. We've come back to you. You, God, are our one true God. All that 
popular religion that we've gotten ourselves involved in, you know, that listening, uh, that cheap listening stuff that, you know, it, it didn't mean anything. We thought it did. That them joy sermons, it was a cheap lie. Oh, it duped us. Oh, we believed in all that mess these preachers were saying. And Lord, we are so sorry, but we're back. Back to our true God, the God of our salvation. The fraud picked us clean. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, they swindled us. They, it, 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 they swindled our fathers and they swindled us. Gypped us out of all of our inheritance. God, you blessed us. You gave to us and we gave to them and we are so sorry. We made our bed and now we lie in it all tangled up in the dirty sheets of dishonor, all because we sinned against our God. We and our fathers and our mothers, from the time we took our first steps and said our first words, we've been rebels disobeying the voice of our God. And that came partly from the message. Right about now, you're probably wanting something from the Lord. Most of us are. We're sort of in a holding pattern, but we are trusting God that we will get through the hole that we have dug. Just help us, Lord. Please help us. Now, here's a question. Will we go back to just how we used to be before this virus? Will we go back to just how we used to be before things took us down into the pit of hell? Or will we change and get better and really come clean with God and get our lives together? Well, God is waiting for us and he's so good. And all he wants us to do is to seek him. We have to stop being afraid and stop living in fear and living in shame. Huh? And if you have since confessed whatever you've done, however you have lived, whatever sins you've been involved in, get up now. Get, get on up. Clean your face. Clean your hands. And get your life together. Don't start feeling sorry for yourself. Get up and move on. You don't have to feel small. You don't have to feel unworthy. You've confessed it. Now God has forgiven you. Get up and move on with your life. Romans 8, 31, 32 says, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Huh? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Stop feeling sorry for yourself now. Shake it off and get up and say, wow, if the Lord is on my side, I've got to move on despite what I've done, despite where I've been, despite the fact that I fell down so many times. 
we will fall down. But God will stand us up again. Huh? God is not coming down on us. And we can be thankful of that. We don't have to qualify ourselves for God's kingdom. God's grace has already done that. Huh? God has already delivered us from sin. He's delivered us from the world. He's delivered us from the flesh. And he's delivered us from the devil. Now we have to believe it, accept it, and live it. Huh? Colossians 1, 13, 14 says, For he has rescued us out of the darkness and the gloom of Satan's kingdom. And he has brought us into the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus Christ. We are surrounded by the spirit of God. Huh? God is for us, not against us. And, 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 and I want you to, I want you to say those four words. God is for us. And now I want you to say it again. And I want you to say it like this. God is for me. Yes, God is for me. We will fail. We will fall down. But our God is merciful and our God is kind. He is not a monster. He is our father. God loves us. And see, that's what the devil keeps telling you. God don't love you. Look at what you're going through. Look at all this stuff in the world. Look how you got fired. Look how you got divorced. Look at this virus. Look at this and look at that. Listen, that's the world we live in. Huh? And, and, and yes, we will be chastised for, through various means. Will there be consequences and repercussions? Yes, of course. But that doesn't mean God doesn't love us. In, in fact, Hebrews 12, 8 says, if ye be without chastisement, whereof we are all partakers, then you're bastards and not sons. Thank God we have a father. And he's going to make sure we're going to go through some stuff, but it's all for our good and for his purpose. We just have to trust God. You remember that little children's song, Jesus loves the little children? <laughs> it says Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white. We are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Well, I want you to know something. God also loves the teenagers and God also loves the adults. What a mighty God we serve. One of these great getting up mornings. Oh my God, we're gonna fly away. We're gonna take the wings of the morning and fly away. Bible says the dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive shall be called up to meet him in the air. That's called the rapture, and I can't wait for that day to come. Oh, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest rain, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. All oh, bless his name. Huh? My hope is built. What is your hope built on? Huh? So when you're feeling mighty small and down out 
and seem like you can't find your way, you just have to trust the Lord. I want you to hear now a few minutes of Reverend Cone talking about how to be free when we have been tied up and caught up and seem like we can't get out. Listen to this.
This is Weekly Encouragements by Nomware. You can find it on podcasts, Apple, or Spotify. God bless you.